This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, all building up the front. Belgium. Yes, uh, we had a chat about There's a lot of England stuff in there. Oh, there's a lot of England. Yeah, of course, we did a lot of that. About that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, Adam Rowe popped in, a comedian. He was good. First time he's been in. A lad from Liverpool. Very funny. Uh, Tinsel was on form. Yeah. And uh, we told him about some other people that are doing the same job as him, but nowhere near as well. No. And I think you had one idea for Freeth as well. Oh, I've got an idea for Steve Freeth. Yeah, yeah, it might take so off. It was all good, really. Here it all is then. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. That could bring me to 20 things you never knew about mm. Croatia. Very yeah, there are many of the papers the have obviously today, yeah, gone very, down that route today. Uh, Dalmatian dogs can trace their origins back to Dalmatia region of Croatia. I thought that was a good spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, Never mind. A 19th century... Oh, that's a good spot. Oh, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I was a bit slow on the uptake there. 19th century electric, electricity pioneer Nikola Tesla yeah. was born in the mountainous region of what is now Croatia. Who knew? So presumably the electric car is named after him. Yeah, I'm guessing it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I never knew that at all. Mm. So that was, that was something that really brightened up my morning. Okay. Uh, they've got a museum of broken relationships. Yeah, so Jordan's so got her own room there. Katie Price. Has she really? She has. Got a, well, it's got a pop-up <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can go to that. Showing personal items left by former lovers. Uh, oh, but, that's that, but that's a real joy going there on your honeymoon. Uh, many words in the language have no vowels. KRK is the name of an island. Mm. And uh, TRN means thorn. That's very They're useful. They're quite hard to pronounce, isn't it? H-V-R or something. P-R-S-T means finger. I mean, imagine their version of um, Countdown. It can't be easy, can it, really? It must be quite <laughs> difficult. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Old Croatian law, uh, L-O-R-E, has it that uh, ice causes sore throats, sitting on cement damages your kidneys, and uh, drafts can instantly kill you. Just some of the things that they think. <laughs> okay, we'll avoid all of that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, on this one, a Croatian engineer, Slavajub Penkala. Hey, Bill and Ben. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Talking about. Invented the mechanical pencil in 1906 and the first ballpoint in 1907, which is a bit of an odd that his name was Penkala and he invented a pen. Because, yeah. I mean, pens existed Dang before it. him. I mean, the pen's not named after him, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it can't be. Quill and 
ink. I suppose that was a pen. That was before him. Yeah, but it wasn't that. Oh, I'm, I don't want to get into this. Quill and ink. Who's quill? You just lost the pot. Quill and ink. Quill and ink. What are you talking about? Keep keep going, Andy. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, uh, there was a good quiz on England today in the Daily Star. Yeah. Right? So here's a, here's a couple of the questions. They're quite tricky, so I'm not sure you'll be able to get them. Okay, I'll do my best. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if I'll beat Alan and win the Myra <laughs> well, High Pressure Digital Show. I don't know if anybody will. I've got two will. questions oh, okay, for you. Fair enough. By what nickname are the England mm. team known? Is it A, the Three Bears, mm. B, the Three Dragons, or C, the Three Lions? Can I, can I come back to that one? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, from which store is Gareth Southgate's Wonder Waistcoat from? Yeah. Know, it's a Wonder Is it A, Tesco, B, Debenhams, or C, M&S? Oh, yeah. Who set the, is this a kid's quiz? <laughs> yeah, it's good, isn't it? Really tricky. If you've not watched a minute of it, you've got a pretty good chance of getting those right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we were alerted yesterday to uh, a rushed-out biography. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, I love this. Clearly rushed-out biography of the England uh, manager who's been doing such a fantastic job. Mm. And uh, we know it's rushed out because the, the uh, press release says... Um, Looking ahead now to the new release of the biography of Gareth Southage. <laughs> S-O-U-T-H-A-G-E. He's had a wonderful World Cup, <clears throat> Gareth Southage. It bodes He's well. He's part of the backroom team. He doesn't get a lot of attention. It but... bodes well for the level of accuracy in the book. <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't it? it yeah. who, can, who can forget Gareth's fantastic goal against or for Arsenal in the <laughs> FA Cup final? That was Gareth Southage. You've got the wrong bloke. It's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? And um, the Croatian president, who we saw on uh, Sunday with the Russian Prime Minister, Dmitry Medvedev. Yeah. Medvedev. Yeah. And, from, um, uh, Medvedev, of course, from uh, Terry and June. That's the one, yes, ago. exactly. Yeah. Later, uh, she gets the tabloid treatment. Later, she joined the half-naked team in their changing room to celebrate. Well, they're a football team mm. getting changed. and They're not going to be fully clothed, are yeah. they? Really. Uh, the footy mad blonde... Like that's the only thing to distinguish her. Got to the game via an economy flight, wearing a light, oh no, a tight Croatia kit. Oh, okay, fair enough. Not light. Cheerfully posed for selfies. Um, when online snaps appeared to show the 50-year-old mum of two uh, running Baywatch style across the beach in a tiny bikini, Twitter users declared her the world's hottest president. Wow. Did they really? <laughs> Probably this not. It's great news. <laughs> I thought you'd think that. It is the kind of silly season, isn't it? We're getting 20 facts we didn't know about Croatia and we're finding out that the president's hot and we're also discovering <laughs> that a grandmother uh, is basically using her breasts to predict England Gwen games. Moran, I like her. She, well, yeah. I mean, really. She, um, she works in a casino and what she hmm. does, she basically leans onto a globe yeah, and uh, basically via friction, they they slow the globe down. <laughs> yeah, they would. And do. where the nearest country that's playing, yeah. they stop on. This is serious. I'm not joking. This is international. Surely news that's thing. a way of picking a holiday for Gwen rather than picking a team. <laughs> well, if it lands near England and Croatia, <laughs> England are going to win, and that's, oh, what, that's what Gwen uh, claims. She's no tinsel, is she? She's really? no tinsel. She's she doesn't know anything about football. She's just. Resting him on top of a Tinsel would never think of using his body in that way. No, of course he wouldn't. He and would. he's got a fine breast. Let's face it, a lot of people would like it for Christmas. Well, they would. That's <laughs> right. There's plenty of meat on it. We know that. We've been eyeing it up, haven't we? That's very true. Been fattening him up. And we hear, where are we hearing from him later? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. he's, he's popping down to see us. We, we are coming to you live tomorrow from uh, a venue in London. We'll have people around the country building mm. up to the big game. But we've got some top guests joining us. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on and mm. uh, whether you can come and see us or not. I'm sure we can organise that. No, is the answer. <laughs> OK, right, fair. No, is the, apparently no is the answer to that. You're not allowed. But no, they might, you might be able to. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. So, uh, anything else, Andy? Oh, um, Serena Williams, mm. the tennis player, not the plumber. 
Emma. She loves the World Cup, and I think actually this is pretty good. She sort of sums up how we're all going to be feeling, I think, next week. She said, I just love it. So fun to watch, and the World Cup is a special time of the year. I almost get depressed when it ends. What's going to happen to my life after that? I'm going to be a little bit low. I thought, mm. that's a very perceptive comment from Serena because that is exactly how we're all going to feel next week. Yeah, I mean, we start off thinking, oh, three games a day. I'm never going to fit that in. Oh, I've had enough. Oh, not another three games. Oh, there's four games today. Well, it was You're with you kidding. two. You, you and David in Russia just want to watch every oh, single well, kick. I will, I will watch football. I know you're a bit too selective, really. I'll watch anything, you know, because I know that terrible letdown feeling you have when it's all over. You think, well, why didn't I savour that game between <laughs> South Korea <laughs> really? and, and Senegal or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I do you, know what you, you mean, yeah. Those ones you've turned off no, of, I you know. really you, wish you'd watch replays We couldn't believe it. We were 48 games in the first phase and they'd gone, huh? Yeah. I agree with you. So, well done, Serena, I think for Gareth, summing up how we all feel. Indeed, Sarah Southgate, I think, or Sarah, Gareth <laughs> Southage, as he's now known. Sarah Gathage. Sarah <laughs> Well, he might as well be called that in that rushed-out book. <laughs> yeah. um, I think he's right not to have an open-top bus parade. Oh, spot and on. Le- unless England win it. That, that's I not really, the right attitude, is it? I didn't understand 1990. I was quite shocked when I was watching that documentary the other well, night. Well, it was impromptu. It, it came about yeah. because they wanted to say thank you to the team, and, and they weren't expecting it. It happened at Luton. It happened at Luton Airport, so it didn't happen in sort of it central London. Planned. It wasn't like No, Olympics. they all just got on a bus, and I think they were all really... Chuffed. There was no social media. They had no, no idea really. No, if they win, it'll be great. I mean, you could almost make a case for a holiday if you're having a big. Well, the, 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 the nation yeah. I actually yeah. making a case for a holiday, but good luck with that. Paul well, Hawksby, Jacobs here on Talksport. Join us in the studio now. Liverpool supporting comedian Adam Rowe. Adam, good to see you. Good to see you too. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. in. Yeah. Uh, your show is called uh, Undeniable, and you're you're taking it up to uh, Edinburgh. So uh, tell us a bit about it. Um. It sort of came from an interview I seen with my favourite comedian about two years ago. So my favourite comic's an American guy called Bill Bear, who mm-hmm. some people will be aware of, uh, some people maybe not so much. He's bigger in America than over here. And he just got asked a question about whether a certain type of people can be funny. And he's like, everyone can be funny. You've got to go on stage and do so well that the next guy bombs. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that often enough, you'll become undeniable. Um, so I just like that attitude. Like no excuses, just go and just get better at what you're yeah. trying to do. What was what was the kind of catalyst for you then? Try and stand up, going for it. Um, I worked in McDonald's, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I, I imagine not how you expected that story to begin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was just a huge fan of it. I've been brought up on it. My mum was a huge fan of stand up, and then when I started working there, me and one of the managers were really good friends, and we used to discuss it all the time. And then he goes, "Shall we do a gig?" And I said, yeah, let's give it a go. And I didn't think it'd ever happen. You know, like when you, you you make plans with friends, you know, we'll get a boat. It just doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> We're going to buy a bar. I thought it was going to be one of those type yeah. of things. And he rang me later that night and was like, I've spoke to me local pub. We've got a gig. Get writing. So I just, I gave it a go just for a laugh. So you did, did you do it as a double act or did you, no, did, you no, both we, did a little individual set yourselves? We, you? we both did about 10 minutes each. Is right. he still doing it? No, he, 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 he he unfortunately didn't. Did he come it. on before you? Uh, you come on before him, and uh, and he bombed <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Is that what happened? <laughs> Bill Burr was right. <laughs> but uh, so, how do you feel about that? You, you you kind of two boys, two soldiers together going up there, and only one of you made it. Um, I think it's one of the most. I hate to call it an R form, but you know mm. it is. At, at the end of the day, it's the most individual R form out there. Unless you're in literally a double act or a sketch group or something. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is a very solo thing. So even though we, you know, we started together and we were like, we'll both do the same gigs. We'll both try and book the same gig in Preston so we can travel together. Mm. Um, it takes a lot of personal sacrifice and 
commitment and stuff like that. And I'm not saying he didn't have that, but that's a big obstacle. Sure. You, you'd have to, to to have the same career trajectory. You'd have to have the exact same talent, commitment, enthusiasm, everything. Yeah. And um, luck as well. And yeah. luck as well. Yeah, because yeah, you need to be in the right And I have been right lucky. So. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is your third consecutive at Edinburgh. You went down really a storm last year. And I noticed that your, your online stand-up clips have amassed over 50 million views. So you, you must have built up quite a nice little following now. Um, it's been quite a ridiculous year for that, to be honest, because like usually you don't get to tour the country as a comedian until you've done five or six TV shows. Mm. You know what I mean, even if you do like the biggest show, like Live at the Apollo or something, you can't necessarily tour off that now because it gets 750,000 viewers mm. and only 10% of them might like you enough to want to see you again and then even a smaller percentage. So you have to do a lot of stuff now, but... This online thing, there's a comedy club in Liverpool called Hot Water Comedy Club, and they just started releasing videos of acts, bits online. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I was lucky that I was one of the first people to have a bit released that went viral. And so I was going to say it to you, you didn't kind of cult if this wasn't, uh, it was sort of organic. It was them that put it out there. You, you weren't necessarily in control of the clips. It wasn't a kind of deliberate process you went through to, to get your name out there. If anything, I was quite sceptical it was going to work. Yeah. When the guys told me, this is how we're going to market the club, we're going to start putting videos out there. I said, I don't think any comedians are going to want to give up their material for that. They want to save it for TV. Mm. And the first video that I put out was actually a bit of crowd work that went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like really badly like a girl went to the toilet and I made a joke about her going to the toilet which had an innuendo in it right. and then it turned out that girl was actually 16 Right. so okay. the audience reacted oh, to that God. and it was me digging the hole and then trying to climb out of it Right. <laughs> and that's what went and then after that there was one there was the, the most successful video which has got most of those views was just a story about an ex-girlfriend and an argument that we had um, but yet it was them. It was organic. Yeah, I, I, brilliant. Didn't, I didn't think, let's do this, this will work. They put it out and then some of the bigger pages like Lab Bible and Unilad, they said, can we use that video? And I was like, as long as I'm credited, you can do whatever it's you funny, want. Wow, it's funny you should say that and because we've been asking the listeners in the last half hour, is there anything they've been doing in, during this World Cup run they now have to stick to? And uh, Anthony says, and that was Anthony, that wasn't, where's that one gone? Oh, no, it's Chris in Manchester. I, I started seeing a girl prior to the start of the World Cup. It isn't going to last, but I can't end it until England are out, in case she's a lucky charm. Oh, no. So, so if you're going out with someone called Chris in Manchester, yeah. he's just stringing you along. Don't, until England go out of the World Cup. Well, if they win it, will he have to marry it? He's going to have to marry it for I the next it, tournament. Yeah, in case they take the title off us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might do, yeah. Infantino will be looking for excuses, won't he? They don't like us, FIFA. It might be Chris and his false marriage, yeah. So this, this show, as we said, undeniable, That's uh, and that's you're going to be at the Just a Tonic, uh, Big Cave, it says, and yeah. uh, a good time, 20 to 8. A uh, good time at work, I'd say. Um, it's... It's a competitive time mm, because yeah. obviously any of the big boys who go up who've got not just got because if you do big TV shows you will still get online views yeah yeah um, and the the big guys will go up and they will do between seven and nine right That's so true. Mm. for example I, he won't be up this year but let's say John Bishop went up yeah he'd be on in that time frame so you wouldn't be able to see both of us if you were only there for one day so it does make it competitive but I just think it suits my style. Like the first year I went up, it was a good show and I had fun. But my, me, I was doing the show at five in the afternoon. People haven't even had the tea yet, and I'm, yeah. I'm talking about all sorts of obscene stuff. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't. It didn't feel quite right for them, for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even though the show was advertised as 18 plus, people were like, can we bring the children? I was like, well, you can, but they are going to learn some new words. <laughs> like, it's advertised as that for a reason. So I'm happy with the time. As you say, the room is called the Big Cave. It's a very big room, and I'm mm-hmm. nervous about filling it. So if, if anyone's listening, you're going up there, come out and see the show. Nice one. <laughs> uh, and, good. and you're doing some warm-up gigs before, and are you done with those now? Before? Oh, no. I'm. <laughs> if, I, if I took the show up as it is now, yeah. <laughs> then... You won't have me on the show again next year. <laughs> uh, it, the show is a bit up and down at the minute, but it, I'm always like this. I'm a last minute type of guy. Like last year, it did go well, as you said before. We had a good run, um, and up until the week before the festival, I was like, "What is this show?" And then yeah. I found the point of it. And um, I've got—I'm actually in London for a week from today. So okay. I still live in Liverpool, but so people can come and see. You. Where they, you? Where you? Uh, where you playing? Where are you? So tonight I'm on the Tattershall Castle boat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Tomorrow I've got off because there's a, a sporting event on. Oh, indeed, yeah, yeah. Can blame you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, Top Secret Comedy Club. Friday, Top Secret Comedy Club. Saturday, Top Secret Comedy Club and mm. Henley Festival. It's becoming less of a secret at each passing day, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I now, um, should mention Liverpool. We got, quickly, yeah, because yeah. Jordan Henderson has been uh, one of the star performers, if not the. I mean, I've seen a few of the, the press today saying they're all looking for their standout England player, and he gets mentioned every time. It's been a great World Him, Cup for him. Trippier, Kane, Pickford. There's a few that have been very incredibly consistent, and Henderson's one of them. Definitely, and I, I think towards the end of last season for Liverpool, Henderson really hit his stride, and supporters even even as me I've been a critic of him in the past mm. really he's really starting to start to turn opinions around of people who don't like him and the people who do like him are now feeling very smug that they've known just how good he is for a long time yeah I think what this World Cup's been really good for because obviously in the past there's always been rumours that the England squad don't gel as well because of the club rivalries like United players didn't like playing with yeah. Liverpool and they players. admitted it openly didn't they yeah. totally yeah and I think in the past, I've sort of gone, oh, Gerard's well better than Paul Scholes. I'd, like, let, let's not have that argument. And it's just the bias that we all have. Mm. But this, I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans talking about how good Lingard's been. Yeah. And a lot of United fans talking about how good Henderson's been. Kieran Trippier's been a revelation. But yeah, Henderson's had a great World Cup. That's Ster- a very Sterling's good point. had a bit of a hard time. And what are you, as a, we, we think he's done a great job for England. And I think the criticism's been pretty unfair. But as a Liverpool fan, obviously there was edge when he left the club. So how have you viewed him? Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, for me, like I don't like him uh, as a person because you yeah, know because of what you just said. because because of what you've said. But yeah. he, I think he's a, a fantastic player. I think in the first half, particularly against Sweden, he was the best player on the pitch. And a lot of his work, as we were saying before we went on air about Henderson's work being off the ball, mm. Sterling's the same. He's pulling players out of positions to create space for Kane and Lingard and people like that. Um, I think he has just become the the target poster boy because because he got a tattoo or whatever it was yeah like people will find a reason to hate someone once they've decided they hate them um, I think he's having a good World Cup he clearly needs to work on his finishing mm. he's not above criticism he should no. be putting those chances away sure. but I still think he's been one of England's best players Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talks 4 with our very good friends at Just Eat. Download the app now and get all those taste buds tingling ahead of tomorrow night's mouthwatering clash. England versus Croatia. Uh, Toby Gillies is stuck around because we're just having a chat before uh, the news and sports headlines. And you have a request that maybe the listeners mm. can help with, Toby. Yeah, I don't know if this is possible. But <laughs> basically, during the World Cup, as a massive England fan, I have refused to shave my now quite ridiculous beard. Um, and I've decided that if we were to reach the final, I'd mm. quite like to have it dyed in the colours of the England flag. Right. Um, now, I believe this is quite a tricky process. So I've been asking so around... So you have it predominantly sort of white with a, yeah, with a red cross. Exactly. A, okay. Going across going the across mouth the, and then yeah. down the chin. I'm with you, you, you look tremendous. Utterly ridiculous. But I believe that bleaching a beard is quite a difficult thing and potentially hazardous. And most places that I have asked around the London area have said they can't do it because they have to have a licence to dye facial hair right. and they don't have it. So really? if anyone knows somewhere in London that on Saturday... If we're in the World Cup final, mm. could dye my beard properly and safely. And so not like a temporary dye yeah. job. You don't just want it Bert, for the day. Yeah, it's it. got to be the old white and blue. He, he had. had the white and blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, we're hair. They'll do it with hair, just yeah, not with beard. No, I suppose it's because of the. I mean, I could do it with the hair as well. I've refused to have that cut too. So, mm. but you it's know, the we're proximity ridiculous. of the dye and everything t- to your nostrils. I, would I assume imagine, so. In your mouth, I would guess. But yeah, So, but I'm sure you can always do a very basic. Temporary. Yeah, one, I could you? do that, but I'd I'd like I'd like to do it, re- you know, really properly. But you might so be tempting looks... fate, Toby, because you, basically you've kept the beard and you've kept it the same because you don't want to bock England. Oh yeah, it, that's true. And if you have it dyed, that could be. Well, I've, you know, that's equivalent. It hadn't been it the colour that I was worried about. It was just it was just the shaving that's been the issue. So well, if do I don't it next shave bank holiday it, Monday, then you can do it as a celebration <laughs> when well, we've got the day off. Hopefully, apparently. hopefully that's <laughs> that's to be discussed in Parliament, of course. We'll see. We'll see what the if anyone's got any ideas in London for Saturday, that'd be brilliant. There we are. Any beard dyes out there listening? <laughs> Thank you, Toby. Uh, back a little bit later on with uh, more news. Uh, so, Andy, um, what do you have for us? 
Uh, what do I have? I, I'm sorry. I've got news of Deli Alley. Do I have? I was looking at, I, the, I was looking at yesterday's. That's right. Uh, Deli Alley, and I, who knew that he was this suspicious? I mean, we uh, oh, suspicious. Yeah. Sorry, superstitious. superstitious. He's so superstitious. He's so suspicious and indeed superstitious. <laughs> but yeah. most footballers are, but yeah. he's got some very odd things going on. He's got tape, oh, yeah. tape on his leg that he doesn't need. Yeah. Because uh, it's he, going well. he didn't wear it for the game when he, he felt a slight tweak in the old hamstring. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's wearing tape that he doesn't need. He has an eight-minute ice bath the night before the game. He tells us. Um, he says the, he says a prayer, the same prayer, before every game. That's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, I just there's yeah, things. Just, he's very aware of, all of it. getting tied yeah, to these things. Course. They're not useful. No, they're not helpful, and they make no difference whatsoever, other than put you in the right frame of mind and say that's why he does it. But you know, we all know their superstitions are daft. They make no. There's no, no. scientific reason for it but you know if it makes him feel happy and he scores another goal we'll be delighted uh david Badil, of course been in the news a lot mm. and uh in talking about the three lions and all this sort of thing but um he said that he he doesn't particularly like the england band either oh so really no no he feels that they he said uh they, they basically the band prefer to play god save the queen and rule britannia and they deliberate he feels they deliberately don't play there's some sort of enmity between them they won't play uh three lions Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. there you go. And uh, personally, I, I, I've, I've not I've not noticed that. I mean, the oh, are you sure? Because yeah. they, I'm sure they've been joining in with the fans. When we were at the said. Belgium game, he, David said he disliked the band because of the way it imposed songs upon England fans rather than letting them sing spontaneously. He noted the band preferred to play "God Save the Queen" and "Rule Britannia." Okay. Um, if they and they don't play Three Lions, I think there's slight enmity there. Uh, said uh, Badil. Okay, well, um, look, we'll, we'll try and find out what it goes back to. Maybe there's some England fans out there who can tell us, but I've got to be honest, I haven't noticed that. But uh, John Hemmington, who's in the England band, yeah. um, he basically, he's not happy about the government resignations of yesterday. He okay. said, uh, he summed up the feelings of millions of working people this week when he said, surely this week of all weeks we have to focus on football and get behind Gareth Southgate and the lads. We're one game from our first World Cup final since 1966. That's what matters to us. Nothing else. Do you think they're mutually exclusive? I don't really think they are. I don't think one thing's got anything to do with the other. Is it? If, if, if Davis really. and Johnson want to resign, I don't think it, that should reflect on whether England are going to win the World Cup or not. The um, there's a bit of uh, levity at England training today. Apparently, a rubber chicken was introduced. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Um, tribute to Tinsel. Yeah, who is of course a turkey. You yeah, forget. but well, a rubber chicken made a surprise appearance. We're told by the Telegraph at England training. Hmm. And uh, they were just throwing it around. Well, you know, they're I having mean, fun. One or two people have tried to uh, ratchet things up by saying, "Well, isn't that the French emblem?" So it's us, us having Ooh, a pop yeah, at the no, French. You don't want to do that. That's, that's a good point. Actually, you've got to be careful. They'll bring that out. They'll bring it out on the weekends if it's happened after yeah. we've drawn France in the final. Harry Kane batters a rubber chicken <laughs> uh, in readiment for the final against uh, Olivier Giroud or whatever. Yeah. This, this, this quite amused me. Uh, Giles Smith, who's always a good writer in the Times, he's uh, he's been talking about the the song Three Lions, and he says that people under twenty two, the song has lyrical myst- mysteries. Yeah. He said, uh, uh, Jules, it's Jules Rimet still gleaming, not Jules Rimet remains still gleaming and 30 years have hurt not 30 years have hurt and Bobby belting the ball not Bobby Bell took the ball <laughs> Bobby Bell yeah, so I that's imagine if you don't the know lyrics the lyrics are. yeah yeah you know so fair enough from him that's yeah. true you can always look them up can't you I suppose you can I mean it really is England's uh, repertoire of uh, four songs and I think we'll be speaking to one of the originators of one of the songs that have been very popular 
uh, at the World Cup among the England fans tomorrow on our that's good our show from the uh, the pub or the or the venue the venue we'll, of, we'll reveal that later tomorrow. there are several cheap holidays on offer this weekend yeah. because people just don't want to go away they want to stay here and watch the football but yeah. there's a few people a few very strange people who booked holidays during the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not mentioning any not names. Not mentioning any, any names, John Cadigan. But, uh, you know, most people would wait till after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, But apparently if you do want to go away this weekend and, and on, not to Russia, you, you'll get some bargains. Well, it's it's festival season as well. And George, one of our uh, producers here, George is off to Latitude. He goes every year. It's a family mm. tradition. Is it? And um, I, I'm sure they'll be showing it on the site at the festival. But uh, he was thinking about going into town for a bit of atmosphere. But the nearest town's Southwold, and there's a pretty good chance they'd turn it over and watch the rugby. <laughs> so, so I think he might stay on the uh, site where the, probably, uh, the festival is. They're rugby on. England fans have spent £264 million on World Cup merchandise, which oh, is yeah. incredible, isn't it? Uh, the retro-style £47.95 training jersey. That's quite nice. I've seen the players wearing that. Sold it's, out of that, haven't they? Sold out of well, that. Well, let me give you a, a basically... Uh, I, I popped into uh, Mike Ashley's gaff. Oh, yeah. uh, on not his house, obviously. Are you going to buy me a T-shirt? Uh, no, you've you've bought us one. You've, I think we've exhausted that. Unless you want me desperate for it. <laughs> no, I'm not. And I was in there last week out of interest to see how all the England stuff was mm. going. Yeah. And I went in there today, and it's it's virtually gone. Couple really? of sweatshirts. Wow. Uh, a few odds and sods in kid sizes. Everything else is like locusts have gone through the place. It's amazing. So it's quite it? hard to it's buy a, any England-related stuff it's, at it's, the moment. A, it's very good for in business and everything. Yeah. And John Lewis has said they've doubled the sales of big screen TVs. Uh, beer up seventy percent. Champagne yeah. up forty-five. Same old stuff. What about Greek cheese? What's the Greek cheese index? <laughs> no idea we, what the Greek. We told cheese. told you yesterday yeah. that apparently Greek cheese. Um, <laughs> we're still not quite sure if it's feta or halloumi. And yeah, we, yeah, we know halloumi Cypriot cheese. We yeah. were told yesterday. That's but, right. Yeah. Um, why won't they say what it is? Why won't they use the word feta or halloumi? Are these, are these well, not brand they, names, they, are they? No, not really. They, sort of <laughs> give, they want to give it away. I is it bad luck? I is it no after idea. Greece won the Euros? We <laughs> can't say that anymore. No, I don't know what it is. Anyway, hmm. um, so, um, still to come. Oh, yeah, what, have you dug out any old England stuff? I've got my lucky top now. I've got this um, hmm. blue. It's a kind of, it's almost, it, it's a sort of light blue. Not quite sky blue, not quite Chelsea well, how blue. How lucky can it have been? Well, I've done it. anything since 1996. Well, I've worn it for the last two games, so it's now my lucky. My <laughs> lucky. I don't know where I got it, but it was like an old training top. It's just got the three lines badge, and it's just mm-hmm. an old Umbro one. Oh, yeah. But I've got to wear it tomorrow because we've been we've been winning in it. I've got the five one England towel. Do you remember we were given five one England towels? Yeah, I've got yeah, one of those somewhere. I've got, yeah. I've got one of those. I might I might drape it round myself. That's nice. Yeah. So what? what have you got a, a, a piece of old an item of old kit that you've been wearing during this run? That you're sticking to now, uh, and you're you're a bit worried to see having a gut deli alley about being superstitious. <laughs> mm. What are we doing? So let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to oh, we're not having a go. We're we're right behind. Of course, we're not having a go. But we're just saying, you know, don't be tight to your superstitions. He admits that as well. Anyway, we'll rock on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi, Steve. Boys, I've just been humming Viva Las Vegas for some reason. Well, I'm a, I'm a little bit excited. Well, this, let, as, as the if regular listeners know, we've been uh, coming up with TV formats for uh, Steve Freeth uh, throughout the World Cup. And this could be a live show. And mm. what it does, it brings you together with the previous um, England manager for a live magic event in Steve, Steve Freeth and Roy. <laughs> yeah? Do you remember them? Yeah, okay. they'll be a link as well. I like that, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Steve uh, Freeth and Roy, and, and Roy, you'll be the one that has to put your head in the uh, 
tiger's mouth. No, no, I don't is think so. A, is it a lie? It's an elaborate <laughs> magic show with you and uh, Roy Hodgson, and uh, it, it could be a, it, it will transfer to TV. There's got to be tigers involved. Well, well I, I'm not sure. It's dangerous, it's isn't it? a fairly <laughs> dark place there, considering yes. he's, he, you know, he's never yeah. been the Maybe same, Tinsel, for goodness sake. Maybe can get Tinsel involved as well? Or? So, you like to get involved, Steve, sorry? Tinsel. Tell me, yeah, Tinsel, he'll turn out. Yeah. Uh, he'll, yeah. he'll definitely. You can put your head in his mouth if you like. He's, he's up. He's up shortly. Um, he's got his own thoughts on tonight's match. So, um, are you um, are you of the opinion that it's coming home, guys? Are you? you well, think we have a... well, I think it's it's coming to Europe. <laughs> yeah, well, that is true. That's not a song, though, is it? It's coming to Europe. Um, it's, who, a, it's a difficult one. Who knows? I think we'll win tomorrow night. Um, then we'll see what happens in the final. But uh, you know, you've got Am to I believe. Going to see you guys tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm... You are, oh, yeah. yeah. We're, down, yeah. We're, 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 we're going to tell the listeners about that very shortly, actually. And uh, yeah, we, we've got some top guests. You'll be joining us as, as well. Top guest plus me. I like top that guest guy. plus you. Yeah, yeah. I, was just, I thought you'd notice that. <laughs> uh, so, what's Do you want to bring any signed photos or anything like that, Dan? Oh, well, you could bring us. I'll tell you what. I think Omid Jalili's joined us. Mm. He'll be delighted to see some of your famous signed yeah. photos of the stars that you used to get done as a kid. I'm going to. I'm going to be yeah. seeing the George Michael. Hit, you've got to have Freeth. That's well, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, Steve's. Maybe we can put Steve's album together uh, tomorrow. Uh, a spin-off from his TV series, <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Tinsel the turkey is our predictive animal. He's been uh, working with us uh, throughout the tournament. Mm. He's, he's been out in Russia most of the time as a FIFA observer, yeah. uh, hanging out with the big wigs, eating at the top table, and uh, he rejoins us now. Hi, Tinsel. <laughs> Yeah, good to talk to you again as well. The um, we were the England players earlier on were were messing around with a rubber chicken. It looks like uh, Eric Dyer mm. introduced it, but um, the rubber turkey. There's never been any particular market for that, has there? Really? <laughs> oh well, he he actually he did a small batch and tried to sell them. Did he? But he had a market <laughs> store at Christmas time. Oh yeah, and people were getting the wrong idea. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, they it thought, you know, they thought he was for sale. So, but apparently you can mm. buy the rubber turkey. That's good. Mm. Now, Tinsel, everybody, uh, everyone's been trying to predict the World Cup. All these animals. Mm. You're the you're the genuine article. You're, yeah. the, you're the only one with football the real expertise. Deal. But I don't know if you saw that Gran this morning uh, using her breast. Well, to... she's Gran Gwen Moran, uh, fifty. 50 57 and basically she she rests her breasts onto a globe a kind of drinks cabinet globe <laughs> yeah. that she has at home um and she moves the globe tinsel small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.